Welcome back to the spoiler cast. The show where we talk about movies and we don't care about spoiling them because it is the spoiler cast. My name is Tobias and with me as always is my sister and trusted co-host Rebecca. Hello. Hello. And today we are talking about the uh, the, the latest Roland Emmerich disaster movie. movie. <laughs> uh, starring uh, what's her name? Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, John Bradley are the yeah. three, I suppose. It's, it's Moonfall! Ooh, that, that was not picked up by my mic. <laughs> <laughs> Too loud. Um, and, um, yeah. We decided to watch this because, I don't know, because we I think we've been doing pretty good with picking, like, smaller movies and maybe not the most obvious movies. But... As I've talked about before, when we talked about Don't Look Up a couple of weeks ago, I am I am I have a huge guilty pleasure for disaster movies. Um, we talked about on our Patreon episode uh, for that week. We talked about the day after tomorrow in 2012, two other Roland Emmerich movies. Um, and I, I proclaimed to um, uh, the day after tomorrow being my favorite uh, disaster movie of all time. <laughs> yes. I think the only movie. That I have ever watched back to back. Like, when the credits started rolling, I just started it all over and watched it again. <laughs> um, so, I, I, when, there's a, when there's a disaster movie coming out, I, I usually, like, go and see it. Especially I'm- because we've been talking about Roland Emmerich. We were kind of like, well, you know, we, we like his concepts a lot of the time. Yeah. So I mean we have to we have to check it out. Yeah, and I mean it's the moon crashing into earth. Yeah. That's Hello. <laughs> how are <coughs> How are they going to do this? Well, not very well. Spoilers in my opinion. Yeah. Um but let's start with you because uh <laughs> you you kept nudging me and poking me. Um, well, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. But you seemed very excited from time to time. So, I found it... Yeah, what did you think of the movie? Partially very exciting. <laughs> I am still in love with the concept. Sure, me too. Um, But at po- points, it was just too silly. And at points. It, it was, <laughs> well, large points. <laughs> Speci- specifically towards the end. Um... But I still found it like the 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 storyline was like something you only see in video games. So I did love that they were like, you know what, we're gonna make a movie. Sure. But no, it was it was very very silly, almost beyond like I don't know what to say, like beyond uh, watchability at points. <laughs> okay, good. But I was yeah. still like, I was, I was still like, we have to finish this. We have to watch this. We've paid for the tickets. We're gonna yeah. talk about it. Let's watch the entire movie. We can't. Like, I've never walked out of a film. I will no, never do neither. that. Me neither. And I wasn't um, close to in this one. But there are instances where you maybe might fall asleep when a movie's too boring. And yes. it's late at night, and you know you had a long day, and you're like, <clears throat> you know what? I don't really care. I'm gonna shut my eyes. I did oh, not yeah. find it That's enough to me for that. times. For me, that was it. Yes. Um, I, and I wasn't even tired because, like, I, I at the at the moment, I have all the free time in the world. <laughs> yeah. I I know you know, so I can't blame it on like fatigue. I was just so bored out of my skull that I just kept <laughs> nodding off. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. So that's but, why I was nudging you. I know, I know. But also a lot of times, I was just not interested. So it wasn't even that I was sleeping. I was just closing my eyes so I didn't have to, like, focus. <laughs> I could still hear the movie. I was just like, yeah, whenever they're going to the fucking moon. Okay, can we go to the moon now? It's Come on, please hurry up. Can we get this shit over? Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I didn't... I found very little of it enjoyable. I believe... Even as a dumb popcorn movie... No. 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 But I think if you cut it, cut (sighs) some parts completely, change certain aspects, and perhaps, you know, rewrite certain things, it could be. Not all of it. You had to rewrite all the characters, rewrite all the dialogue. (laughs) 
Well, Rewrite the dialogue the was very bad for some so reason. So bad. This but reminded he me. Do bad dialogue normally? Not that bad. No, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just had a bad, bad luck re- recently because last time I saw um, a disaster movie like this in the cinema. Uh, was Geostorm, which is not a Roland Emmerich-directed movie, but it's produced by Roland Emmerich. I think it's, like, directed by his producer or cinematographer or something. Um, and it was... That one was laughably bad. I watched it with a friend of mine who's also, like, he has a guilty pleasure for movies like that. And we were just constantly laughing at the, how bad it was. Like, we were giggling the entire movie from beginning to end. Um, so much that people, like... Looking at us like annoyed, and I was, I was, I was, I was hoping that if if this wasn't at least enjoyable as a guilty pleasure, you know, as a popcorn movie, at least it would be funny enough. And I did laugh at some points, but overall, like, no. no, I'm not sure you were supposed to laugh at it though. No, 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 absolutely not. But I mean, laughing at it because it's so bad. That's what I mean. As no, because G- we, I... we we laughed at Geostorm because it was bad, not because oh, it was right. funny, no, because it was bad. Yeah. And here Moonfall I was... reminded me of of Don't Look Up very much in certain like yeah. the same. It's the same order of happenings, more or less. Yeah. But yeah. in the beginning, they're trying to take Moonfall so much more seriously, almost to the point where they're go they're so serious it's silly. Yeah. Where, where, whereas in in Don't Look Up at least embraces the silliness of it, sure, and are actually trying to be funny. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I mean, there's there's that <laughs> because, there's yeah. this whole thing about like the families that we could just completely skip. Oh God, skip. yes, it was because so the movie's two hours and about ten minutes long. Yeah, and it, it was so about thirty minutes of those. Are just the families going different places? Like yeah. I don't care. And it had no impact on the story. No, it had nothing to do with anything. It was only to like, I don't know, get cool scenes where the moon is very close to the Earth and you can utilize the gravity gra- gravity pull thing, whatever. Yeah, but I mean that 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 that. That didn't impact the the people in space no, no. trying to stop the moon. No, no, it was, was just, just to give cool. it like, uh, to give it a human perspective. But yeah, the humans were like hollow <laughs> and, and like one dimensional <laughs> characters. It, it was whenever they cut back to Earth, I was just like, because <clears throat> was so boring. Like I do not care about fucking long hair guy Charlie Plummer. Yeah, uh, like I'm delinquent son. To like who cares? Out. I, I think Shirley Palmer's a fine actress, but have like, have I seen him before? Um, he's in. I'm not sure I have. He's in that. No, he's in the. I recognize him from the Clovich Killer, where he I plays the, the Boy Scout, the the main character. Really good movie. Check that out. Really, really good See, movie. At the beginning, uh, when when he started speaking, <laughs> I was like. Does he have a speech impediment, or is that just him being a very bad actor? Uh, well, he was, yeah, he was terrible in this movie. Specifically Super in the bad. beginning. I mean, certainly towards the end when he got to be a bit of a hero, he got a little bit better, but he wasn't yeah. good. No. Just a little bit better. Yeah, At least he started no. speaking more clearly. <laughs> um... And um, at first, I thought it was Jeremy Sumter. Now that's an actress, actress, actor I haven't seen in, in, in a long Sumter. while. Jeremy Sumter isn't he way too old to be playing like an eighteen-year-old kid? Kid. Maybe I don't know. Jeremy Sumter. Wait. He was in uh, the Sasquatch Dumpling Gang. That's where I know him from. Yeah. And in the that and he's Pan movie. Peter Pan. Uh, Peter Pan this yeah. dude's born the same year as you. Oh okay. <laughs> oh, so he's all grown up now. Yeah. Well, he looks pretty young. Well. I mean, 30. 30 is not. Well, 32, I suppose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey. Yeah. He, he actually turns 33 tomorrow. So, um. Happy uh, birthday? When, when you're actually seeing this episode, we're recording this on Friday, releasing on Saturday. So, uh, happy birthday, Jeremy Sumter. <laughs> you have Random. nothing to do with Moonfall, but uh, either way, anyway. Happy ha- happy birthday! <laughs> if you ever hear this, if you ever hear this, yeah. Um, back to Moonfall, though. Yes, back to um, all of the all of the family side characters and side plot things. So 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 unnecessary. Yeah, like, was, like you was, said, it, 
it didn't bring anything no, to the story. Except for, I no, not even like the whole, like, we have to make it back to our family. No, because they didn't care at the end. No, when they were up there in space, like, yeah, the the family aspect didn't really matter They didn't even seem to, like, have a single thought of their children. Nope. Or their excess or whatever. I will give you one thing. I'm very happy we didn't have, like, a kiss at the end. (laughs) <laughs> so it almost felt like they would kiss at the end there. And I was like, if they do that, I'm going to, like, die. I'm going to... This movie is worse than ever then. Because, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I would have ruined it. But no, yeah. they didn't. No, There's no kiss didn't. at the end. I'm sorry. No, no, no. They Patrick Wilson and Halle Berry are just uh, <clears throat> work partners. And friends. A damn, well, a damn work good wife. team. <laughs> yeah, work wife. I hate that expression. Work wife. Uh, One wife's enough. You actually don't have a single proper love story in this one. I mean, you have a married couple, but that's it. Yeah. Um, and that, that that is just shoehorned in there because every movie he makes has to have the family aspect. Yeah. I mean, just recently, the father, talking yeah. of Day After Tomorrow, um, which is about, you know, a father coming to save his son. Yeah. Um, but in that movie, that is the core of the story. Yes. The, the plot revolves around the dad, who happens to be a climatologist, sure. um, saving his son um, in New York. Same thing in 2012. I mean, it, it's, yeah, you know, the it's about the end of the world, but it's literally about family. a dad saving his family. In this case, the dad runs away from his family. Yeah, <laughs> he even like, leaves them on is, the planet. This is about a guy <laughs> trying to stop the moon from crashing into the to the planet. Yeah. For his family? Not really. <laughs> not I mean, really. he says it once. He but says that, but I mean, they're not really in the movie enough to, for us to no. care. No. Um, and I mean, you, you, there's the same with Independence Day. It's all about family yeah. and, 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 you know, fathers and sons and yeah. you know, whatever. That aspect um, is completely lost in Moonfall. I think, yeah, I think the only movie just off the top of my head that don't really have that aspect is his Godzilla. I mean, you do have. I suppose, yeah, um, that's true. Uh, the main, what's her Nick Nick Tatopoulos, the main guy, uh, whatever the actor is called, Matthew Broderick, and the main girl, whoever her name is, they have you new. Know, uh, they had a relationship that broke up, and they kind of get back together. But it's not the focus of. The no, movie. no, no. That's just like a side plot thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was more like this, but that in that movie it never gets in the way of the story. I think no. And it's even utilized no. because she gets close to him since you know he still has feelings for her, and that's how she manages to get the tape, the secret tape that right. the government knew of Godzilla before it came to New yeah. York, and blah blah blah. Um, here, no, no reason for it. No. Um, and, and I mean you have great actors like Michael Pena almost being completely forgotten about in the movie. Well, at least he's not the the. What's it called? The comedic punchline dude. No, which he sure. Yeah. Normally is in big budget movies for some reason. <laughs> I always comes to mind his like narrating stories in Ant Man. Yeah. Ugh. Jesus Christ. <sighs> yeah. So should no, we ta- should we talk a little bit about the plot then? Yes. Um. Because at first when I heard about this, I thought it was just going to be another classic disaster movie like something's happened with the orbit of the moon and it's gonna crash into earth um which is what it begins as yeah the first the first teasers and trailers were just about that yeah but then we when we went and saw scream i think yes we saw saw a poster poster for it and that poster showed the moon having like a, a metal structure inside it yeah, and I was like, "Whoa, what the kind of looking like a half-built uh, Death Star?" Yeah, and I was like, "Oh no, are they spoiling some sort of twist?" It's Which, not really yes. a twist in the movie, but you know, well, a little bit. Yeah, but then there were, of course, there were some screenshots of Halle Berry standing in some sci-fi-looking hallway yeah. and shit. Um, but I, I, I tried to stay away from that because I wanted to experience it in the movie. But in the movie, it's pretty. Early in the movie, they're they're theorizing that it is a, yes. a hollow moon. They're following the the crackpot hollow moon theory. I mean, which I had to look up is a real thing. Apparently, it's a real thing. It's a real theory. <laughs> yes, like I said, crackpots believe it's a hollow. Yeah. Moon. Um, and I I mean, and I I like those kind of conspiracy theories because it's turned into a conspiracy because they think that the government is is uh, is hiding uh, it. hiding it for some reason. 
which they were in this one, I suppose. Yeah, and early on in the in the in the plot, I got to say I was excited about that. That not only is this going to be a disaster movie, but it's a conspiracy movie as well, and it's a silly conspiracy that the moon is yes. hollow. I was like, yes. <laughs> Uh, but the thing is, first of all, the disaster aspect is so lost in the movie. We do get yes. some shots of like cities being uh, uh, hit by big tsunamis, and we see some buildings topple over. But none of the characters on Earth are really in the thick of it. No. They're up in Aspen, and sure, they there are a few scenes towards the end where they're like struggling, but there's not a lot. But there's still this there's is still not 2012. Like, no, they're not. It, like truly impacted, they're not do- dodging meteors or something. They're the everything strikes way, way yeah. far away from them. Which is like, if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna do a the schlocky thing- disaster movie like this, just just show us them running from fireballs. Yeah, and shit. that's what the we only care about. thing they utilized was the gravity pull. Yeah. That- changed once Moon got too close. Yeah, that it, you know, it was starting to pull up like. Everything. Structures and yeah, um, water. At one, at one at one point, uh, yeah, early movie it pulls up water, of course, because the tides. So yeah, it creates was it tide tide tidal waves or tide waves? They call it something not tidal wave, but they call something, it something like special. that. Yeah. Tidal wall or something they call it, yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, it looked cool. A, a, a rocket ship having to leave by flying that through a wall of water. That's pretty cool. Was actually, actually pretty. That was pretty cool. cool. Uh, but that's the only really cool shot in the movie, yeah. I would say. See, the problem is, after they left Earth... It's fucking boring. They, they just lost everything. Yeah. The entire plot went to hell. Everything was just dull. And we had over an hour left. Yeah, and there's a lot of malingering up in space. Nothing really yeah. happening um, until they get to the moon. And then they... Even when they get to the moon and there's this big chase, uh, because they're being chased by this... Fucking AI that lives in the moon. Yeah. Spoilers. <sighs> spoilers. But I mean, it's a spoiler yeah. Fest. No, I don't care about spoiling this movie. <laughs> There's a huge like mechanical Rogue cloud. AI. It's almost like a, like a cluster of like little metal balls or something. They it's call it a swarm. A swarm. Yeah. It's like the the swarm thing in the third uh, Star Trek movie of the new the new Star Trek movies. That's right. The same yeah. yeah. Kind of looked like Venom in the beginning. When yeah. you didn't really know what it was. Just yeah. a black mass moving with like tendrils and stuff. Yeah, that was the first the first when we see that there's there's this um op- the opening of the movie takes place in two thousand eleven. Um when uh, uh, Patrick Wilson is up in space and he encounters this uh, this the swarm for the first time. Yeah. Um, but no one believes him. And I leaned over to you and said that oh shit, are they is that the black li- black knight satellite? Which is another like not conspiracy, but it's like a, a theory. Because there is a thing circling Earth, um, which no one has been able to properly explain. I think it's called the Black Knight Satellite. Um, and this thing looked like it's, it's just like it looks almost like a rock, but it's moving like a satellite. Um, and this yeah, this looked of. like if you, if you see any pictures, it kind of looks like it before it turned into you know all swirly whirly. Uh, yeah. Sort of. And I was like, oh, because that was the first thing. It's like, ah, there's some sort of conspiracy thing going on. But it wasn't the Black Knight satellite, unfortunately. They could have utilized that. That would have been fun. Maybe, yeah. Like, explain that. Oh, people have seen it before, but we we explain it away as uh, space debris or call it the crackpot theory, the Black Knight satellite. Like, they knew about it, but they... No, they didn't do that. But that's because because they did have the whole thing where apparently people knew about it, but they had you know hidden the evidence from the people. Yeah, you know those you know those two minutes of the first moon landing where there's um, yeah the the uh, the blackout the blackout yeah the communication blackout. Apparently, NASA just turned off every every live viewing to show uh, the people because uh, they saw lights under the surface of the moon. Somehow, (laughs) which I I don't fucking know, but I mean, like they could have they could have gone with that and just kept going with the random theories. They only mentioned like two other theories after that. Yeah, or two or three aspects of theories, basically the the hollow moon theory uh, that the moon is full of crops. Yeah, and uh, they talk about the whole moon is ringing like a bell for <clears throat> minutes or an hour or whatever it was when yeah. something hit it. 
Which is that's, also... you know, explaining the Hollow Moon thing. Yeah. But Which those are the also... only, like, three things they mention specifically that is part of a theory. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's get into what the moon actually is. The moon is, um, like an ancient, ancient, ancient structure from, um, uh, a, a civilization of people, humans, basically. No, they are humans. Humanoids. Yeah, they're humans. They're humans. We are their ancestors, um, who, like, long before we recorded any sort of history... Long before the Earth like, existed, basically. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it has to be right. Yeah, because you see a scene where the Moon is more or less creating Earth. Yeah, something like that. I didn't actually pay attention because I was out of it at that point. Well, saw, it was there was a bunch of like these Dyson spheres flying around when they were explaining yeah, but then it. then the Moon is swirling around in space, and all of a sudden it forms a ball, and then you have lava, and then you have water, and then oh, you okay, have life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you must have had your eyes closed for that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, but they explain that, like, oh, they were this super advanced uh, civilization that they didn't have any war. They basically had no crime. Everyone they were perfect. Had, they were perfect, yeah. They had food and everything. But the problem is, and now we're coming back to my my biggest fear in life, it was all being, uh, like, not, not controlled, but it was all being facilitated by an AI, or what we call an AI, like they said. Yeah. But one day, for some unforeseen reason, the AI decided to, like, nope, fuck humans, and just eradicated them all. Yeah. Apparently, it felt like uh, it was smarter than humans, and yeah. they it decided that, you know what? We are smarter. Nothing inferior will ever control us again. Yeah. So yeah. any humanoid life, any organic life, needs to be destroyed. Yeah, and that's what I keep saying every time. The second machines become smarter than us... We're fucked. Well, yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're not going to talk about that this time. You can check out our uh, Ex Machina episode for that. Oh, yeah, that's been a while, though. It's, um, uh, you, you might have to scroll back a while. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's on Spotify, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, uh, yeah, so so th- this, this, uh, <laughs> this uh, flying machine swarm cluster thing. That is the AI, basically. Um, yes. Which, you know, they don't go into any detail like how it was created or why it decided all of a sudden. It's no. just like, oh, it turned bad. Okay. All right, whatever. Um, like, they just they just kept it in, in glass containers, sort of. It's yeah. Sort, sort of like a futuristic, like, Google Dot or whatever it's called. Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just sort. started, like, growing inside and then... Ah! Exploded out and started eating people or killing people. Um, Somehow. But then it stopped because for some reason we we still lived on Earth. We were... They managed to send out the only completed moon sphere thingy so far out into the universe that the, the AI had not been able to find it yet. Right, right, right. And then it just happens to find us in 2011. It just went out into the into space and, and started looking for for uh, organic life. And eventually, in 2011, they, it stumbled upon humanity. Yeah, and then it decided to use the moon um, yes. as a, to as a kill wrecking Earth. ball. Yeah. I don't know why because... it, just, it enters the moon <clears throat> in 2011... But it doesn't start like trying to destroy the Earth until 2022 or 23. No, no, it has. The orbit has been shifting very slowly. It's not until 2000, whatever this movie takes it's place. To, I think it's this year, like 2023 or something like that. Yeah, something like that. The book that it's based on sort of is 2025. So, But it's not based on a book. Well, sort of. The script is just written by Roland Emmerich, Harold Closer, and Spencer Cohen. It doesn't say any... Based on a novel, no, by. and if, if they have if they have based on a novel, they have to uh, I guess. put that in. Whatever, it's Take an inspiration modern from day. Yeah, uh, it's modern day. That's when the orbit has shifted so much that we are noticing it's noticeable. it. Oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. And once it's shifted this much, where we start noticing it, you know, it's, it's getting it's a too bit late. too close, and yeah. then you know, getting closer will only increase gravity between them, and and they will yeah, be we'll drawn faster, into each faster. other. Yeah, it's, it's uh, cumulative. Yes. You know, like when you drop a ball into a cone-shaped thing, eventually yeah, it starts yeah. hitting the middle. And it's faster, faster, faster. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's that's how it took 10 years for us to even notice it, basically. <laughs> sure. And the reason 
for the AI to to utilize the moon as a wrecking ball is because if the moon were to survive, it could recreate Earth again. Yeah, exactly. Because the moon created Earth and somehow dispatched DNA. I think it just just want to be thorough. And like Ricky would say, get two birds stoned at once. Yeah, or just how Halle, Halle Berry said it, killed two birds with one stone. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a Ricky. She thing. actually said it in the movie, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, I didn't I didn't notice that. I just... No, but she did. I was probably oh, it's, looking it's at my... killing two birds with a stone. With one stone. Oh, okay. Well, it makes yeah. sense, yeah. But Ricky is funny. Anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> so they go into the moon uh, to try yes. and destroy this uh, AI with an EMP. Which the, that the the army, army been working on for the last like ten years, as you know, as long as even they had known before twenty eleven, maybe. Like, but yeah. that makes no sense, really. No, I don't know. Maybe they were unless they the knew EMP. the Earth was hollow, and or they, they were just were working like, on an EMP uh, weapon, you know, in case. Yeah, you know. I mean, you know, EMPs can be good for you know human warfare as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. C- cutting off your of enemy's this... electricity. <laughs> oh, they're like they're they're useless. Yeah, but this this magnitude it was it was supposed to be a big thing. Well, whatever. Whatever. Um, they scrapped it anyways because you know it cost too much money. Yeah, and they had no real it, use for something that big. So it cost too much money to save Earth. Well, they like, what? They don't want to tell people that. <laughs> no, yeah. Anyway. I did like that we had very little of the whole. Holy shit. The Earth is dying, and then we're all gonna go crazy because why the fuck not? We had a little bit of the rioting and the looting and stuff, but not too much of it. No, it focused Which I more liked. on. Unlike on Don't Look Up, it focused on the scientists and the astronauts. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's the same plot as Don't Look yes. Up. People started rioting, you know, everyone's like, oh shit, this is the end of the world. Fuck everything. No one wanted to, to believe the scientists first yeah. and, and, and tell anyone, so then, you know, he tweeted it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but then and they, that's they... when the religious cults beca- became. And <laughs> yeah. But yeah, <laughs> they didn't about, focus Watch on the stars fall, don't fall asleep. Yeah, when the stars fall. I wanted to know more awake. about him. Um, he looked cool. <laughs> yeah. Um,. But yeah, so then they go into they go into the moon, and they manage to explode this EMP uh, to kill off the I mean uh, the swarm the, yeah the swarm, um, and then they they go back which was kind of neat because they are literally like like always it's always down to the last second in these movies oh yes uh, the moon the moon is literally like scraping uh, the, <laughs> the mountains surface. in Colorado yeah when they manage to to um, Destroy the, the the AI so that the moon can then course correct because it is going like the, all the machinery in there is still working so it is yeah that's why it's kept its, its trajectory. Um, the AI is is uh, suppressing the energy core, which is a white dwarf, you know, the exactly. star. Yeah, and when the the energy is is suppressed, it loses engine power basically, and you know yeah, starts, starts losing going towards power. It. Yeah, and, yeah, moves towards. So when it. the when the EMP. Uh, k- kicks in. Um, it starts course correcting, but yeah, and yeah, they're l- literally scraping the mountains. Yes, and, and luckily, it. that end of the moon where they are, yeah, is facing straight towards Earth, so, so they, they just... can use the the pressure wave of the EMP along with the gravity to be able to get back to Earth. Yeah, so they just shoot out of the moon, and they're literally landing like next to where their families are. Yes, of course. It just everything just lines up, and everyone. Everyone ends up in Colorado in the end for some reason. Yeah, what's so special uh, about Colorado? Well, I, <laughs> guess middle, I guess middle it's America the highest high elevation in America or something. I don't uh, know. Whatever. It's the Rocky Mountains. That's I yeah. guess the biggest mountain. Uh, whatever it's called, mountain chain of mountains in America. I don't know. I suppose. Um, um and they're like, oh well, I guess we survived. <laughs> All's well that ends well. Uh, but we don't really get to see the the magnitude of the destruction. I mean, it must have been like horrendous. How, sure, they saved the Earth. It it's it. What she said? She said it didn't even break or something. Yeah. But but how many humans are actually alive? 
Like, yeah. how many humans were sucked up in between Earth and Moon and just died from, from lack of air? Or, you know, when the gravity started dropping again, they fell to Earth. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, we had, a, we had a one point where where birds literally fell out of the sky due to lack no of air, oxygen. There was no air left, yeah. Which is one other detail I want to add. Like, we're, we're armchair scientists here. We don't know anything. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but they have a sequence where, uh, what's his name? Michael Michael Pena. Is that his name? Michael? To- uh, yeah, Tom Lopez in the movie. Michael Pena, yeah. They're running around. He plays the stepfather to uh, Patrick Wilson's kid and his own children, of course. Um, yeah. And they're running around, and they're they're collecting uh, 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 oxygen canisters, oxygen tanks. Oxygen tanks. Uh, but he gets he gets he's you know because the oxygen is is starting to dissipate because because it, uh, the moon is literally pulling it out of the yeah. atmosphere or pulling the atmosphere away from Earth. Yeah. Which like that's not just gonna <laughs> take away uh, the air. It's gonna make it super cold. Um, it's yes. Gonna, it's gonna have a more long lasting effect. Because he he gets trapped and uh, suffocates, but later you know there is air everywhere. I mean, the yeah, because when the moon kind of pulled away, the oxygen just came back. Yeah, I guess the atmosphere came back. I mean, the atmosphere doesn't just come back. That's why we have holes in the ozone layer. It doesn't just come yeah. back. If it's damaged, no, it... it has to be uh, patched up. Yeah, in this in the movie they made it more like if um, if you put an object in water, the water moves, and then when you pull the object back, the water goes back into place. That's how yeah, they kind of did oxygen here. And but it, water and air is not the same. No, but that's how they like. That's how they they okay. did it. It seemed, but it, that's not how it works. No, right? I don't think it would work like that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it would, but it so it so like very oxygen. <laughs> Came and went, which was just odd. Yes, it was. It was silly. Um, but then, yeah. <laughs> but then later on, when they could utilize gravity again to jump further, there was no problem yeah, with the oxygen. Then by they then. weren't. Then they weren't bothered by the oxygen. Yeah, yeah. Because and how how did they manage to jump up and then come down while well, trees she, and cars around yeah. them just went up to the moon? Because you know, they have you know the power of humanity pulling them yeah, down. I don't know what when soup- when Charlie when Charlie Plummer is running in with the nanny and the little other kid Halle Berry's kid running into like a like a like a farmhouse or something. Oh yeah, yeah, the farmhouse and to to you know to so they can How hold did- on to something. So the house is there, fine, because it's stuck with the foundation. That's fine. Sure. But when they're in the house, they're not affected by gravity or the loss of gravity. But the tractor inside the building is. Yeah. It starts moving towards them, but it gets stuck but so they don't get crushed. Tractor weighs way more than them. Yeah, so How are why they, aren't they fine? Why aren't they being sucked up towards the ceiling then? Like, I'm sure. Yeah, fine. Whatever. It's, you know, the, the, the movie magic and all that shit. But there's yeah. a point where that just doesn't make sense yeah, and anymore. And we've talked about this many times. As long as there's an internal logic, yeah, that's it's fine. It's fine. Like, but in that case, they would be dragged along with the tractor because they weigh less than the tractor. And it wasn't even like they were struggling against the wall. No, they, no, were, they were just, just standing, standing there, there, being almost scared to be crushed by the tractor. Yeah, more like more like it was almost like they thought that the moon was was sucking things. So if yeah. you're in the house, you're fine. No, no, no. It's gravity. Uh, uh, gravity dissipating. It's not a sucking motion. It's just no, gravity. No, even though, even that. I mean, the tractor was in the house yes, yes. and it was moving. And it was a but lot. But they weren't. <laughs> and there were a lot of those instances where, like, cars and trees, yeah. were like flying up. But everything oh, they could still drive on the streets for some reason. Yeah, everything reacted except for what they were using yeah. or themselves. Yeah. Um, and it's it just, just it was just immersion breaking constantly. Yeah, it it was so bad. It was so fucking bad. I mean, if you if you cut out the whole family bits, then you wouldn't have a lot of those gravity defying things. Yeah. So you wouldn't have reacted too much to that. Then it would have just been the terrible dialogue and and boring shit happening in space. Yeah. You know what they should have done? 
since they were they were banking hard on this uh, this hollow moon thing and a you know a whole nother civilization living inside the moon, yeah, a long time ago. Um, because also like because it's in Roland Emmerich movie, they have like literal seconds to save the Earth. I of mean, course. When they're leaving, this literally like we have to leave in twenty eight minutes or we'll all die, and it's it's too late forever. It's always like in the nick of time. Imagine if they actually went up into space like two months before it was going to happen. Um, yes. Just to be sure, you know, <laughs> not leave in the very last second. Uh, and we focus on the 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 the, the space part of the, of the script of the story. Um, and first of all, maybe you know uh, you can have like a a, a dangerous uh, journey to the moon because they have to go through. You know, the gravity is fucked up, and there's a bunch of debris and stuff. Debris, you know, yeah. If you want an action has scene, started falling which they apart, kind of sure. have in the movie, but it's always yeah. cutting back and forth between that and Earth, which sucked. Yes. Um, but then have like them actually go into the moon, and not just for like five minutes, which they do here to give us exposition. What if they actually went in there? They walked around in the Dyson sphere, and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, more it's, more sciencey stuff. When yeah, they're and they're there. like. Is this a space station? But it's all like it's all abandoned. You can even see like signs of struggles. You know, they might something. even find like a, 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 a you know a super old skeleton or something. It's about humans, and then they piece together by finding yes. like logs or you know di- whatever diaries, um, and they realize that shit. Like this is some sort of ancient civilization. This might be the cradle of our civilization. Yeah, because they can see similarities and stuff. Yeah, and then they instead get, of having then they like, get to the core the where the AI is is uh, is like sucking the power out of the the white dwarf, and they yeah. put and they put the um, uh, the EMP in there, uh, and they're like, okay, the second we turn this on, because it reacts to, it reacts to biological and electrical energy. That's, yeah, it's how, together that's how it, it has humans. to be together, because otherwise there's not. A human sentient life that yeah. can destroy them, which is fine. You know that's fine. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um. So, so okay, the second we turn this on, that AI is going to gun for us because it's not smart yeah. to realize that three humans is not as important as the entire Earth, which is dumb. But whatever. Eh. Um. So the second we turn, well, this it on, was smart enough to know that it was trying. They these yeah, three were trying I to guess. destroy it. I suppose. I guess. Um. Because it never really cared about actually going to Earth to destroy things. It wanted to destroy no. the moon. But it, it stopped pulling the moon towards Earth to kill the first space mission up to moon. Up yeah, to the moon. but that was because it didn't want to get caught. Yeah, but it got filmed anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fail. Anyway, whatever. Um, but they go in there and like, so we, then we turn it on. We got to fucking gun it back to the ship and get out yeah. of here. Um. And they realize that oh no, the remote control or something doesn't work, and that's why one one person has to stay behind because the nerd here, John Bradley, playing Casey Houseman, Doctor Casey Houseman, well, um, he stays behind to arm the uh, the the EMP. Um, yes, but we we were saying before he, because they were like, oh my god, he died up there. He sacrificed himself to save Earth. And we were like, but there was no explosion. Like as long as there's oxygen, he'll be alive there. And wouldn't you know? Until he dies he said, from starvation. Yeah, and he. <laughs> He is but dead no, they in the said end there were, because he they, they said he, there were he grades. is a yeah they 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 um they transferred his uh, his mind his brain basically yeah into the into ship the, yeah into the ship's computer because that's AI how... <laughs> the good AI no no I don't right, think that was AI was... that was just the no, computers but they, they kind of said that there was a good AI oh, of some okay. sort but it wasn't as as advanced as the bad yes, AI course, because you know it hasn't yeah. become sentient. Because that's how we get all this exposition the first time. Patrick Wilson's yes. walking around in there, and then he gets no, beamed. No, no, They crash in. Patrick Wilson is, for some reason, chosen. Oh, right. And grabbed by this, whatever, computer. Yes, yes. To be basically beamed into the computer to get the exposition, which we just get to see through him then. Yeah, and it's this, this um, the, the AI or the computer takes the shape of his young son. Son. And then his older son. Yeah, and explains everything, which is silly. Yes. It would be much more fun if they actually walked, like I said, walked around and saw all this. And we got to actually take in some of the technology. Yeah, and I mean, they could flying through it in three minutes. They could have even run into a part of the AI, a Cortana of some sort. Yeah, sure. 
that could have told him, or or oh, what's the what's the AI on the Citadel in Mass Effect called? Avina. Avina, yes. Well, she's a. Well, you can just. Yeah, but whatever you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Has some storage, has some stored like in information that you can, if you ask the right questions, you can get the info. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, no, but instead they went with exposition dump. Yeah, five minutes. Let's move on to the explosions. Um, but then, let's say then that that he he's le- or he is le- just left behind. He's like, I won't make it. You have to go back to your families. I don't have anyone yeah. anyway. You know, whatever. And then they cut back. He's still alive because, you know, the AI AI was destroyed by the EMP and there's not a physical explosion, so he's fine. And then he's left up there, but we saw that there was a bunch of, like, unused food up there. That's still, like, edible, it looked like. Um, So he'll be fine, like, living up there and he can say, like, let's see what we can do with this. Because they're they're sequel baiting in the end with him him being part of the construct and they're like, let's get to work. Get to work with what? Cut the credits. <laughs> Which was fucking awful. Because they're never going to yeah, make... His, there's no. always sequel bait in the end of his movies nowadays. And it never works because they always flop. Like there yeah, was, Even if they don't, th- there's nothing... To, like, we don't need a sequel here. What are they going to do? Create a new Earth? Move the moon away from the existing Earth to cre- start over yeah. someone? Like, it they can't a, do anything. I mean, they could do He's some sort of... He's just the man of, in the moon now. They could do some sort of science fiction story with that, but it would not feel like a sequel to this. That's a problem. No. Anyway. What, is he gonna commune, communicate with people that are going to explore the rest of space? Or maybe, I don't know, like... Is he I, Cortana I, now? <laughs> I, I do like the concept of him being left up there and like having having uh, access to all this, this technology. It's just boring yes. that he is part of the AI instead of him actually being up there. You know what? They should have done it like in Passenger, basically. You know, there's just... Two people awake on a giant ship, and they can do whatever they want with what's on the ship. Yeah, um, or 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 him like activating all the technology again, um, and being able to then con for a sequel, then being able to contact Earth and say like, "I have all this shit up here. Just get up here, and I'll show you." Or he he'll even go down to them and like, <sighs> and you can try to build this uh, this build up this utopia again. But of course, you know, there's opposition because. The human factor will always be there, you know. Yes. They could, they could do something like that, more like a, a classic, like, old-school sci-fi concept with it. Yeah. The way they did it now was just boring. Yes. Because he's not alive, and they're not going to do that. No, and nothing in the movie was... Enough? No, no. Really? Yeah, it was... And that's, that's just like Geostorm. Like, Geostorm is about a madman being able to control the weather... Like literally, like freezing cities, like shooting lightning at at cities, and like we, a cartoon evil guy. <laughs> uh, there's literally like a, a, like a Doctor Doom Doofenshmirtz or whatever his name is in Infinite and Fur, who like creates dangerous yeah, weapons. Just basically, to it's a crazy dad. It's a crazy right wing politician who's like, oh damn liberals! I'm gonna kill them with snowstorms." Basically, what the fuck? that movie is fucking ridiculous. Um, I would actually want to rewatch that just because it's so hilariously bad. <laughs> um, you know what? We'll put it on the list sometime yes. in the future. Yes, we should do Geostorm at some point because <laughs> um, it's so bad. But I but the problem with that one is also that they're rushing through all the fun like disaster stuff. Like we see uh. we see entire cities being like leveled and destroyed by fireballs and and thunderstorms, but they're all like done in like a minute. And yeah, it's all, it's all we never on... get to see anyone reacting to it that is down on Earth, yeah. basically. And that's, that. at least that's what I think is fun with the Sasha movies. To see Jake Gyllenhaal run away from the tsunami into the library of New yes. York, the public library in New York. To see... To have J- John Cusack driving away from an earthquake, basically. Yeah, he, he, yeah he's driving away from, from a, a yel- the Yellowstone volcano, which it is now. Um, yeah. Or him running away from the pyroclastic cloud, which is impossible, but you know. Or them flying through uh, Los Angeles, who's that's breaking apart and falling into the ocean. Yeah. Um, or in Independence <laughs> Day, them like uh, r- running away from these like 
walls of fire. Like yes, that's, that's the the fun kind of vicarious entertainment you get out of disaster movies. In this, there's like these short thirty second snippets of this and it, of of those kind of sequences, and it's just this. It's it's um uh, it's so scary no... between trying to tell a real sci-fi yeah. story and doing a disaster movie. It's no fun. And the disasters, there's no impact of no. the disaster. We don't get any emotional impact of since, it. Like since we don't know the characters. Barely, yeah. First of all, that we don't know the characters, and also none <laughs> of the actual big stuff is happening to the few characters we have. No, they're all because the main characters are in space, or the other ones are just magically fine somehow. Yeah. Yeah. There's this long, unnecessary, extra bunch of sequences with a bunch of looters chasing yeah. um, his son. Taking taking their cars and trying to steal the oxygen tanks. Yeah. Um, and somehow they keep running into the same person. Like three times. Yeah. And it's so... So it's, dumb. I think they're also then trying The to... first one is sort of fine. Yeah, because you just see them looting a store and then they just happen to be in the same... Uh, no, that's not them. Is it? I'm it thinking isn't? when the car when the car is broken down and they're like, "Hey, could you give oh, us a lift?" Right. And they steal Sorry. the car. Sure, that yeah, one yeah. works. Yeah, yeah, because it's showing us it's showing the desperation of, of humans yeah. that they're now they're, they're willing to kill to survive, basically. But, but then, then apparently they turn into bad guys and just chasing them and like trying to take yeah. everything they have. Because <laughs> they run Literally into them like again, snarling and aiming guns at them, like hee hee hee. Basically, it was like, what yeah. the fuck? And I and guess also, they wanna sh- it's the whole thing that like, oh, <laughs> it's not nature that is evil, it's humans that are evil. Yeah, but, but like, they're that's not, not showing this, it with this. Yeah, that's this not just this feels like vendetta. About. Yes, exactly. That's not what this movie is about anyway. This is about an evil AI using the moon as a wrecking yeah. ball. Like, come Screw on. Screw the human Priorities, impact bro. here. We don't care. We <laughs> care about the evil AI in space. Ugh. We care about the moon, not the people on Earth. Obviously. Honestly, the disaster aspect of this movie should have been removed. It should have been a yeah. pure sci-fi. I mean, sure, the beginning. You need to have the beginning a little yeah, bit. To show, like, otherwise oh, they shit, don't have a dangerous. reason to leave Earth. Yeah, we have to leave Earth to, to save Earth. Um, and then we could have seen, like... We could have seen, you know, like newscasts of it, but not ever, ne- never cut to actual humans trying to escape no. the moon. You know, that's what Fo- I said in the focus beginning. On the sp- space people. If we skipped the whole family bits, yeah, we would have cared. It would have been a little bit better, at least. Yeah. Then yeah. Um, of course, there's still stuff that needs to be rewritten. Ugh, yeah, like we said, all and the dialogue. So honestly, dumb. the meta score is reflecting that. Yeah, the I meta score is thirty six. Yeah, I didn't read any, but yeah, it has a low the meta score. The top one is sixty, the lowest one is twenty, Oof. and even the sixty, like the first line is "Moonfall is stupid." <laughs> in other words, but I don't mind admitting that it feels at this point in time like my kind of stupidity. Sure, but sure. there's better stu- but it's stupidity just than stupid. Yeah. Um. And then we have... Uh, and the second one, the 58. It's not that a great disaster movie can't be made in two hours or less. It's that Roland Emmerich doesn't know how to do it. That's true. His best, I'd add any more, at least. Yeah, his his best disaster movies are all over two hours. Yeah, that's true. I mean... That's true. I am one of few that actually like Independence Day Resurgence, the re- the the sequel. And I think you pref- at least preferred it. I preferred it, I think, yeah. Um, And that's actually... I think that's, that's shorter than this. I think it's an hour 56 or something. Something like that. Because um, I remember we mentioning like, shit, it's under two hours. Yeah. Which, if you want to check that out, it's a really old episode when we talk about that. Which is only on oh, YouTube. Yes. But, you know, if you're there. Um, yeah, because that one is much better than the original. People have these rose-tinted glasses on when they watch Independence Day. Independence it's Day just, sucks. I mean, it's, it's, in general, uh, it's fine. But it's so bloated. It's like What's two and a half hours long. It doesn't need to be. Definitely. Not. It's like when you, you know, like, all oh, the old things are always better. What's it called? Nostalgia. Nostalgia, yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely nostalgia. That movie is not great. It's no. fine at best. But honestly, it's just boring. <laughs> I found the best, ta- like, the, the perfect sentence to explain Moonfall. Oh? It's, it's IGN's uh, critic start, like, the start of it. Uh, Moonfall makes... Makes its big ideas feel small and unimportant. Yeah, I agree with that. Not, nothing that's, seems that's to matter it. really. Yeah, 
Even though they're saving the world from the moon. Because <coughs> it doesn't feel like they're saving the world. It only feels like they care about killing this thing, but not for the reason to save the world. Yeah. They yeah. just want to kill it, because it's bad, I suppose. <laughs> it's attacking them. Yeah. I, I don't know. They, I don't, they know. don't really have a reason to Oof. actually care. It doesn't feel like it, at least. No, this is this is really bad. Uh, I'm, I'm actually on Metas- Metacritic.com here. It has six positive reviews, where the best is actually... You didn't see the best one on IMDb. The best is 77. That's pretty oh. high. It's from Who Paste. It? I don't know what Paste is. It's some ma- magazine. Aurora Amidon writes, In a world full of soulless, self-conscious, CGI rampant action flicks and superhero movies that seem like they were made by robots, Emmerich <laughs> seems to really care about his movie. And that's trying to get behind. Like, No! There's no real care put into this, is there? Maybe a little no. bit. Maybe a little <laughs> no, bit. No, barely. I wouldn't I wouldn't say like, this is okay. better than Marvel movies. You know what? The only thing that was actually for the most part done quite well was the CGI. The CGI was good. Except for the water at one point. It looked really bad when it was coming in over uh, LA. Yes. It looked, and the boats were almost like lagging. I'm it, sure they were like stuck and stuff. But it looked so fake. It looked weird, yeah. It almost looked like the water was uh, uh, not not too thick. Almost like too watery. Yeah. If yeah, that makes any like, sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it actually has another 70 out of 100 from the rap. William Bibiani. Absurd as it is, Moonfall represents yet another bold stroke of maximalist grandeur <laughs> from a filmmaker who excels at making overwhelming chaos look beautiful. This is like one of his worst movies. What are you yeah. talking about? Ah, whatever. Let's see the worst uh, one. Oh, here, here. It actually got a. Uh, well, hold on. Let's see all thirty-one reviews. Um, it got. Jesus <laughs> it got a bunch of twenty-fives and twenties <coughs> out of out of a hundred. Yeah. But James Berardinelli, for real reviews, he's a pretty good reviewer. He gave it a zero. Now, that's not often. No. He he writes, the blurb at least, uh, There's nothing worthwhile here. The landscape of wretched banality offers only wasted time and a sense of despair. I agree, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm scrolling through the user reviews because that's always fun when you get to these kind of things. What do they say? Because it... Lots of them are below four. It has a five. I found one that's a five. It has a five point three, so it's slightly better than the critic score. Yeah, the five here has the ba- best like title: Arthur C. Clarke worthy idea, Troll Two worthy writing and directing. Yeah, <laughs> I agree because this is yeah. yeah the, the moon, whole the whole hollow moon being <coughs> being is home really to an cool. AI and an ancient civilization. Yeah, that is very classic cool. sci-fi. Somehow, though, one person is giving it a ten out of ten. Yes, uh, unique particle, epicness uh, of glorious proportions. Yes, yeah. I don't understand the hate besides some scenes with some poor dialogue. Some the movie scenes. is beyond awesome. I would void out anything bad about it. It reminded me of Day After Tomorrow in 2012, but what? better. What? And I crave anything scientific, alien related, which I absolutely love. All that. Sure. The, I, the movie. It's so much fun. Beautiful. Great concept. Has solid solid comedy. Where? I, and exciting bits that you wouldn't want to miss. For me, so I don't know. Yeah. Glad I saw an IMAX, sure, because some of the moon bits were actually kind of cool to see yeah, in IMAX. we saw it in IMAX, and that, sure. The CGI I, and all the explosions were cool in IMAX, but that's yeah. not enough for a movie, you know? No. Uh... Cat, <laughs> Catwoman, Ed Warren, and Sam T- Samuel Tarley saved the world in this preposterous blockbuster. That's a four, oh, four out of ten right. underneath ha- that. Halle Berry is Catwoman, sorry. I was, yeah. I was thinking of the new Catwoman, I was like, what? Was she in this? No. <laughs> the old Catwoman. Well, the yeah. separate Catwoman, I the, suppose? Yeah, the last... Uh, no, not the last cat. The Halle no. Berry cat. The worst Catwoman. Yeah, but the one that has nothing to do with Batman. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, oof, oh, here's one where it has a 4 out of 10, which is basically... I mean, I would probably give it a lower score, but... I can, can, I can though, tell you straight away. I just I just rated it on Letterbox as we were talking about it. Yeah. I gave it one and a half. Yeah, I'll probably. Give and it's it. it's on it's only concept that is yes. enough for me. Yeah, I'll probably land on a one or one and a half too. But here, because um, it says a four out of ten. 
better watch the brilliant Don't Look Up instead because Moonfall Aish. is, is storyline silliness to the max. Don't Look Up, oh, honestly, if I had to pick one of these to watch again, I would pick Moonfall because at least well, yeah. it was some scenes were so bad they were good and it's half an hour shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'd rather watch Moonfall again, honestly. Yeah, and also we don't have to have all that stupid political crap oh, that was God, just yes. annoying. The one little political thing we have is basically people going, well, I don't care enough to keep my position. Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, uh, I don't care what you say, I'm not going to shoot the moon yet because my ex-wife is up there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. A lot of people is actually giving it ten out of ten. I don't get it. There's, but there's always gonna be people like that. <clears throat> sure, and yeah. a lot of those might not even be, you know, real, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but here is like some. If they get like a seven out of ten, you have to guess that they're actually being honest because no one gives, uh, like, trolling a movie by giving it a seven out of ten. But if, seven out of ten. Is this a moon fall from glory? And then he, someone noted that. In the tagline on on IMDb, it says, In Moonfall, a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit around the Earth and sends it hurdling with a D in a collision course with life. Yes, someone mentioned that if people actually knew what they were talking about, it should have been with a T. Hurtling, yeah. Yeah, because hurtling hurtling is jumping over things. things. Yeah, hurtling is going toward something, right? Yes. English is not my first language, but I know that much. (laughs) But still, and I mean... That's about how bad the movie was written as well. <laughs> five, sh- uh, five out of ten. A quite fun Armageddon action flick. No, where's, where's the Armageddon, though? Yeah, wh- you know what? Watch Armageddon instead. That's better. <laughs> and it's a crappy movie. <clears throat> out of all these like disaster movies we've been talking about lately... The ones who are actually good are the older ones. Yeah. Anything produced after... Well, after... 2012 almost. Yeah. When w- it comes to disaster movies, I would um there is it's, it's not a it's not a disaster movie in the same on the same scale. Uh but I saw a Korean movie um I actually saw I actually saw it on uh, uh the Stockholm Excuse Film Festival me. back in 2011. Um where they had like it was just like a random Co- South Korean uh like blockbuster. But it was showing on, like, you know, the, the foppy, pretentious film festival because it was Korean. <laughs> yeah. But it was a disaster movie about um, an earthquake sealing a tunnel in the mountains shut and the people inside the tunnel trying to survive. It's just called Tunnel. And it was ah, actually, I recognize that. Yeah. yeah. I, I made a review about, uh, for it. Not, no, not 2011, sorry. 2016, because I didn't make videos in 2011. <coughs> no. Um, 2016. Um... And it's on a much smaller scale, like I said. It's just one tunnel up in the mountains of Korea. Yeah. But, um, you know, I like that as well. You know, it reminded me a lot of Daylight. I love Daylight. <laughs> uh, yes. It's, that's a fun movie. You know, uh, um, it's called Guilty Pleasure. But anyway. Yeah. Um, and that one's actually made in 2016. And I, I would recommend that because it's... <clears throat> Since it's a smaller disaster, there is much more focus on the human drama, like the survival aspect. And even... Another fun aspect about that one is how um, usually in movies, you know, journalists and, you know, the news media is always kind of parasitic when it comes to situations yeah, like this. Yeah, because, you know, they just want to make a story out of yeah, it. Yeah, but in this movie, if I remember correctly, <clears throat> I haven't seen it in six years now, um, they actually, they have like, uh, uh, they have more technology to work with. They have drones and they have, in like, they have, they have like, they can contact the people inside the tunnel through the internet and stuff. <laughs> so they actually help the, like, disaster relief personnel to save them with their, uh, by, nice. you know, flying the drones through cracks where humans can't get and stuff. And it's yeah, to a, know if they need to go that way. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great movie, both, like, as a, like a uh, character-driven drama and as a disaster movie. Um... I actually got to uh, 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 do a and a not me specifically, but the audience had a Q&A ah. with the director afterwards. It was really cool. Ooh. That, of course, helps me liking the movie, but yes. it's good. <laughs> it's hard to find because if you just look for Tunnel 2016, there's this horror movie that comes up all the time. Hmm. But try to look for like Tunnel Korean movie 2016. It's really good if you like the session movies. Yeah, because, you know, anything this size disaster movie produced since basically 2012 just yeah. sucks. There's one. 
There's one, San Andreas. You remember San Andreas? Oh, the, the yeah. Rock with Dwayne Johnson movie. <clears throat> it's actually okay. It's actually okay. It's not as good as 2012 or, or 2019. No, or no, because I mean, uh, you have the Rock. Yeah, being the main person. At that point, I still liked him, but now he is so overplayed. I am so yeah. done with the Rock movies. <clears throat> So yeah, because that was like one of the first one where he was just the main action dude doing something to be the main action dude, not yeah. being The Rock. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but now he's transitioned from being the main action dude into being the main action being The Rock. Yeah, like... <laughs> he's brought back The Rock into it all. Yeah. Um, but when was that released? 2017? 18? I don't know. It was in 2015. 2015, even. Yep. Is it that long ago? Yep. Jesus, then maybe Tunnel is older. I need to look this up. <laughs> but yeah, San Andreas, I suppose. Yeah, and that's that. That's it's fine. It's uh, yeah, but it's not. It's not as good. But the the action and the disaster part of it is definitely uh, better than what we've had lately. Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh, by the way, here it is. You, uh, you just look for. Tunnel. It's made in 2016. It's got a 68 meta score. See, it's pretty good. <laughs> San Andreas only has a 43. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not a it's not a great movie. I mean, it's, it's a, better it's a than guilty pleasure. It's built and in, it's better than Moonfall. <laughs> better than Moonfall. Oh yeah, it's better than Geostorm. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, this was just a bad movie, and I'm really I'm really sad. Like I, I don't expect like great filmmaking when I watch movies like this. But at least no. expect them to revel in the disaster. <clears throat> yeah, like, great action. Yes, and this movie didn't really have that. No. A little bit, but like I said, the fu- the fun, most fun stuff was constantly being interrupted. Uh, like, yeah. the space stuff was constantly being interrupted by cutting back to the people on Earth. And it ruined it. Too long Pacing was cutbacks, too. Yes. Because it wasn't like a couple of minutes. No, no, no. You were sitting there, like, watching them go through so much stuff before you got... You almost forgot there was a thing going on in space in between. Yeah. So I'm very... I'm, I'm very... I don't recommend it. I'm very disappointed. I'm very disappointed as well. I, I, I was hoping for some dumb fun, and it was just <clears throat> dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about it. No, um, no, that's it. It was dumb. It's dumb. Not worth it. And not even if you definitely do not pay for it. No, I mean it, if you want to see it, you know you can always wait wink, for wink, download it, it on online. the internet. So. Find it online for free. That's <laughs> yes. all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Or you know, stream it, whatever. Yeah. Um. Uh. Y- yeah. Yeah. Just, just watch. <laughs> you know what? Watch Tunnel instead. Watch 2012 yeah. instead. Um, but yes. if you wanna if you wanna see uh, or if you wanna get some some good recommendations when it comes to to more sci-fi disaster movies, uh, this Monday, if you're listening to this on Saturday the fifth, yes, of February 2022, we are uh, yes. doing our patron exclusive episode, which we do every Monday, and our next episode is on Steven Spielberg's forgotten action masterpiece, War of the Worlds. A movie that's yeah. pretty damn good, but no one talks about it anymore. <coughs> um, so we, we thought that was going to be a companion piece to this. Oops. Yes. Um, so if Disclaimer, ch- though, it's it's recorded out of order, so we're not making any references. Yeah, back we're not referencing Moon at all, because we recorded that yesterday. Yes. <laughs> but <still>. Sorry. <laughs> um, but if you want to check that one out, it's on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. And for just three bucks a month, you get... Exclusive episodes like that every week. Uh, next week, actually, after War of the Worlds, we're doing Lamb as a follow-up oh, yes. to our next free episode, which is Pig. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> so, and, but also for these three dollars, um, you get to tell us what movies to talk about. Um, if it's a new movie, we want to talk about an old movie, or you also get monthly commentary tracks. And if you want to tell us a movie, we should do a commentary track, like a reaction track or something. Just tell us, and we'll we'll do it because you're a paying customer. And yes, we'll do anything for our patrons. <laughs> yes, almost, almost, <laughs> uh, almost, almost, exactly, almost, almost. Um, but you also get early access to my other podcast, Madness in the Method, where we talk about Nicolas Cage movies. Um, and you also get the occasional, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, re-edit of movies. I am releasing. Yeah. Uh, next week 
I am releasing my uh, complete edition of Evil Dead, which is a four and a half hour cut of all movies <laughs> cut together, because that works. Um, also, you get the occasional preview of the free episode of yes, the Yes, if we're watching like something in the middle of the week and recording it on a Wednesday or whatever, you get yeah. to listen to that before everyone else. Um, so so there's, there's a lot for just three bucks. Yeah, or if you just want to, you know, support, uh, but you don't really care about the extras, it's a one dollar tier <laughs> where you just, you know, you just get our thanks. Or if you're if you're insane, there is a ten and twenty dollar uh, tier that doesn't really get you anything else, but yeah, we will you know, be title. very thankful. <laughs> so yeah. Either way, if you're just listening to the episodes, the free episodes. Thank you very much. Of course. Check out our socials. Links are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And look out for our next episode, which is going to be on Pig. Very different from this episode. Yes. But until then, have a good one. Bye. The Spoiler Cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It's hosted by Tobias Anderbeke Vedin, produced by Tobias Vedin. Executive producer is Annika Vedin. Direction and sound editing by Tobias Vidim. A big thank you to all our supporters over on Patreon for keeping this show going. Rasmus Jonsson, Laura Kinney, Mom and Dad.